When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. You can always read my work on ESPN.com. And of course, a very Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Holidays. And as I've always said, I appreciate you tuning in all year, especially during seasons like this. I hope just to inform you, keep you informed about your favorite team and what's going to happen now and in the future. So thank you very much. And going to be a lot of stuff in the offseason I think you'll probably get a little excited about because changes will be coming. Anyway, let's get to today's game against the New York Jets, a 28, excuse me, 30 to 28 loss. And in some ways, I know in many ways for you guys, it's a win. And I know in that locker room, it's a loss and it stings because they still want to win. You want the draft pick. I get it. I don't blame you. I think it's important to have better options at the top of the draft. And if they had wa- if they had won today, that pick could have gone from being in fourth right now to maybe seventh or eighth in the bottom half of the draft. And then you're in danger of maybe something else going, going awry over the next couple of weeks to really kind of push them down and then take that option away. Yes, I know it's better to have those options. You want, you know, again, when it gets to April, you're going to want the choice of, do you take an elite player? Let's say they get to number three. Well, you probably, you may not get your quarterback there. For those of you who think, oh, you just get a quarterback. The first two teams may want that quarterback and the top two quarterbacks. And there's a difference, difference between Caleb Williams and Drake May and then everybody else in this draft. So keep that in mind. So just picking third doesn't get you the quarterback you want, but it does give you options. And it's certainly, you can go, you can, if you think the tackles, you know, the kid from Notre Dame, the kid from Penn State, if they're fairly close, you could trade back. You could, you could take a Marvin Harrison if you get to third and you want to go that direction. You could trade, again, trade back and get more picks, get more ammo for next year. It just keep make sure you always add assets now and in the future because it allows you to be more aggressive going after players. I get it. And so I think one thing, you know, to keep in mind though, I think one of the things you wanted to see out of this game or that they needed to see out of this game is, you know, first of all, I think it, it's indicative why as horrible as that looked in the first half. I mean, that that was as bad a first half as as they've played in a long time. And they played some really bad halves, but again, it's who they're playing. It's the same thing when they played Chicago this year. That was one of the worst halves I've ever seen them play because of who they are playing. And the same thing today. And there's just the the special, the mistakes, the lack of attention to detail, the focus, all that stuff was garbage. So, but I think what you can see is like, you don't have a team of quitters. They didn't quit. Whether it's on themselves, whether it's on the coaches, whatever, they didn't quit. And I think that's important because you need guys like that in your system. You don't want a team that just quits and tanks despite, you know, they don't care about the draft pick because they know it takes more than being a high pick to make a good team. You think Terry McLaurin thinks that the third pick or fourth pick guarantees you being really good when he's a third round pick and he's really good? No. 
However, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel like that, but I'm just saying that that's why you want guys like that on the field and you want players who do not quit and who do care. Because if you don't have that, you have a hell of a lot longer to go than just one or one high pick is going to be able to take you. Then you get in a situation like there are teams like Jacksonville, Detroit, Cleveland. They were drafting top 10, top five for a long time. Took them a long time to get there. And it's not necessarily because, oh, all these picks started to hit. Not the case. So, you know, you it's going to take more than that. And that's where this, this ownership, Josh Harris, they need to get it right. Because it's going to take more than, oh, you've got a third pick. Now you can be golden. Well, I've covered this franchise for a long time when they've had these high picks. Chris Samuel, Leviarrington. Chris, you know, Samuels was very good, obviously for a long time, LeVar had his moments and at times was pretty good. And at times was, was not right. Or was not living up to that draft status, but they didn't win enough with those. They didn't, you know, RG three, number two pick didn't had one good year. And then that was it injuries, but it was a lot of other things too. So there had been playing chase young second pick rookie of the year. And then that's it. So it doesn't guarantee anything, but I understand it gives you absolutely more options. And I know like based on looking at social media, that's what you guys want. And I get it. But the first thing you have to do more so than having a high pick is getting it right at the GM and the coach. Otherwise the point I'm just trying to get across is otherwise the high pick doesn't matter. The people picking it matters a ton, whether they're third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh. I think that's where you're going to go. However, the combination of the right people with the high pick can help you a lot, can, can help you get there a little bit quicker than you would have in the past. And I and I know, again, come April, you guys are going to be, you know, shoot, I know come right now, you guys are feeling pretty good about that. Um, I think, it, you know, the I think more people will look at it like that, certainly at that time, because again, depending on who's making the pick, who's making the choice, that's going to matter quite a bit. So I get it. But again, I go in those locker rooms and I see, the anguish on some of these players, or I see the disappointment on some of these players' faces because when they took the lead, what I saw on the sidelines was a team that for the first time in a long time felt excited, like that they felt like they could snap this streak because that matters to them. And again, you want it to matter to guys because a lot of these guys will be on the roster next year. You want, you want to have guys that it matters to and watching them react after Antonio Gibson took the lead with the touchdown was something that I, you know, we haven't seen that in a long time. So you want guys like that on there, but I get, but I get it. You also want the high pick and you got that too. So congratulations. And and I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel that way. Um, anyways, the other thing is when you watch like Ron Rivera in the post-game press conference, and you could tell that it mattered to him that this team didn't quit. You could see somebody asked him about that, about the resi- resiliency or the fact that they came back like that. And you could see his eyes get a little bit red because he know, you know that it matters to him. But I will say that was a very dispirited team and effort that I saw. And you you could see this coming. Like during the week, you could just tell. Like I'm not going to say these players have checked out because I think that second half suggests that they haven't. But you could just tell that it's that there's not the same energy or 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 whatever that there would be if you were nine and four going in this game or whatever ten and four whatever you know going in this game where you have more of a chance. And and you look at that first half, just dispirited, um, big time. And and they played like it. And then Jacoby Brissett comes in, and then they didn't. Um, so let's talk about that right now because that's the other big thing going forward with this team is 
who's going to be the quarterback? That's obviously the biggest question going on. And I wrote a, a, a story about that for ESPN, which is the case for Sam Howell sticking in that job and the case against. And really right now, you know, you, I mean, if you're a new, new people coming in, you obviously are going to put that on the table. You're going to look at everything because you, there's no way you can assume, oh, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to come in here and Sam's my guy. You can't assume that. What Based on what? And I know like there's been a lot of good and it's certainly not all his fault, but you've got to keep looking for that. And if you come to the decision conclusion that, you know what, Howell is a better option than quarterbacks is X, Y, and Z, okay. But it's on the table and it has been for a while. Um and, you know, the one thing I'll say with 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 Howell is just the way he handles things. And I think wherever he goes, whatever he does, I think this it's been huge for him to um, have Jacoby Brissett on his side. And I think one of the things that was beneficial to them in keeping Brissett around was for the development of Howell. And it was from moments like today. And and, you know, I'm going to get into that in a minute. But first, let's talk about should. Well, actually, let's go back to that because I don't need to go on just yet. I'll get to this in a minute about who should start. But with Brissett, where it is, is just his mentorship of Howell. And if this kid's going to have a chance to develop as a quarterback in the NFL, regardless of here, regardless if it's somewhere else, if it's as a starter, as a backup, it's having a guy like that can make a big difference. And one of the things I want to read you something that that Brissett, and I should have had this out, but it's in my pocket, it's on my phone, but it's it's about what Brissett said that he told um how after the game and this is why he's guys like this are invaluable so he went up to Howell after the game and said you know he's coming off the field and he's like i know this i'm not i'm the last guy you want to hear from i mean he said quote i'm excited for this part of your career because not a lot of people get this experience the ones that come on the out on the other side they have a better story than a lot of people he'll appreciate this part of the journey at the end of his career that's why that guy's invaluable and then the other thing Brissett said about how every time I watch him play, I'm seeing a kid fight for everything. It is easy for somebody to come up here and say, oh, he could have did this or he could have did that. Or Jacoby would have won the game and did this and that. What he's had to endure this year and what he's gone through in these moments right now, and he's still standing tall, man, I'm excited for this part of his career. He's going to come out on top. Now, whether or not he does, time's going to tell. But to have someone who can reinforce that message to him in the locker room, that's why that guy was is important to have for any young quarterback. And listen, if they go in a different direction with the young quarterbacks in the offseason, Brissett would be a great guy to keep around for that reason. And then you see what he does on the field. His first five drives this year, all touchdowns. And I think that then it leads to the question, like, who's going to start next week? Because the whole thought process was, well, they wanted to see how Howell responded to a bad game in L.A., they want to see how he progresses and develops because I think, you know, certainly for Ron Rivera, his legacy right now, the one part he has left is the quarterback position. Has not been good up to now. His one chance to leave it in a good spot is if Howell hits, if Howell develops. And so they wanted to give him another chance. At this point, though, you know, you look at Brissett and it's like, who, who gives you not just a better chance to win, but a better chance to evaluate. And I think for whoever comes in, it would be good to see what can this, what is this offense capable of? What are these players capable of? And how does it look with this guy compared to this guy? And, you know, so is it all about how, is it about some other aspects of the, of, of his game or their offense or their players? You know, what do you think of player X, Y, or Z and how do they look with how versus how they look with Brissett? It gives you just a better chance to evaluate the entire roster. And I think it would be good for how I remember 
talk to how, you know, or talk to guys, quarterbacks about this in the past, like even like last week with how was it helpful to have them sit and watch for, for a couple of series? Well, not really because they were running a two minute offense and it wasn't the same situation. And while when, when Brissett comes in, clearly they're going to run a little bit of a difference, some different play calls and all that, but this was a wider sample size, but I think an entire game then gives him a chance to really kind of process what he sees someone else do, and then can he incorporate some of that into his game moving forward? And it may not happen the next week. It may not happen the following week, but it may happen at some point in his career, again, whether it's here or next year. Because listen, they don't have to get rid of Sam Howell. So whoever comes in, Howell can still be a factor in this in this situation. If they draft a rookie quarterback, if they draft Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix, who's to say that Howell's not going to be better than them? I can't because we don't know. And I know in my one story, Jordan Reed, ESPN NFL draft expert, said that he would keep Howell instead. He would take he would keep Howell and draft a tackle if they stayed at four versus taking a Jaden Daniels. He didn't think Jaden Daniels was really that kind of a prospect. Of course, you can trade back and maybe get Daniels and or Penix later in the draft or later in the first round, wherever. But he didn't think he was that. You know, others are going to have different opinions, and that's fine. But the point is, I think Howell's going to still could still be a factor here. As a you know, competing for the job and see what how do you grow from this kind of a year? Can it help you? Did it help you? So, and if he does, then you can look back and say part of the reason he got there was because of, he was with a guy like Jacoby Brissett. I just think Brissett's a really good guy to have in the locker room and has been all year. Plays with some confidence. I think that's one of the things that you saw with Howell was not playing with a lot of confidence today. Having said that, part of the reason is because first two plays. First one, Curtis Samuel drops a ball. That should have been a seven, eight-yard game. Next play, Logan Thomas has a ball go up his hands, pops up, interception. Now they're down 3 nothing. So your confidence, whether or not it's on you, you're, do you start to press a little bit because, you know, like it's go, it's starting again, right? And I don't know, like Howell is not a guy who tends to who get, you know, have his confidence too shaken, but you're human. I mean, it happens and it wasn't going well. And there were a lot of reasons for it. I mean, shoot, there was a third and eight, and I think there was a clip of this out on whatever from the um, on social media, but third and eight where Howell drops back and he starts to pump. It looks like he's going to throw, but Logan Thomas slips out of his break, so he can't throw it because the play that that's that's probably a first down, if, because it's there. It's a good call. The play's there. He's ready to throw it, but how? But Thomas slips, so now he's going to try and get out of the pocket. And there were a couple times like that, and then there's other times where it's just a bad ball. The, the interception, Curtis Samuel slips out of his break. This is not making excuses for him. It's just so, telling you what happened. But the, that acute that uh, there's a cumulative toll of those negative plays, regardless of who's at fault. Then it start you start to feel like you start to press. You're, I mean, shoot, the offense hasn't done nearly enough with him running the show the last couple of weeks. We we know that. So clearly there's some of this is on him and it could be a lot. That's why I think it'd be good to see with Brissett, how would he handle a, a top defense like they're going to face next week against the Niners? Does that help you in your evaluation of how and maybe help him see, maybe help your evaluation of other players as well? So I think that's one of the things that's important to see. And, you know, I mean, I think I think that could help um, everybody moving forward. It gives, certainly gives them a better chance to be more competitive. And again, I can't stress enough, you want them to be competitive because if not, you're going to have a longer road ahead of you um, to get back to where you want to be. You know, I could go from here and talk about some of the other miscues today. The special teams were abysmal. And it's it's just, it's you know, this, this goes back to focus, 
discipline, etc. You had Burgess missing on a block as the punt protector leads to a block punt. You have Christian Holmes, couple couple penalties. You have Castro Fields with a penalty, an extended drive on there was a fourth and three, and you get, you know, you commit the penalty and they extend the drive. Again, I know it helps the win for the Jets, and I know that you make that makes you happy. However, you don't want to see those kind of things in the future because that's that's where this is a measuring stick for a lot of players. And it just means you need more guys. Now, do any of those guys really factor into the future here? Maybe not, but it's still indicative of of an overall roster and where they're at. But man, this then Jameson Crowder with a fumble on there as a nice return. Then he f- loses the fumble. That's that stuff is a killer. But again, they may not be big factors here in the future. So you know you can take that however you want. But the one guy I do want to talk about because again, this is the game stuff is kind of you know again they're four and eleven. So there you go. But Chris Rodriguez, I also, and I really like him, and I have liked him, liked watching his film from Kentucky, thought he fit what they want to do, a good one-cut good one cut runner, runs with power. And he had first two touchdowns today, and it's funny because he talked about, after the game, he talked about um, that he was kind of trying to plan, like, what kind of celebration would you have if you score and all that? And Jennifer King, the assistant running backs coach, told him, you, you're going to score and you're going to forget what you want to do, and he kind of did. So, but he's going to keep the balls, give one of them to his dad. Um, and I think the big thing for him lately has been, they've, they've been harping on it with him. You were running a little bit too tight early in the year. And for him, that means like he wasn't hitting the hole the way he wanted to, the way he was at Kentucky. And I'll tell you, he had a couple runs today where that's what he did. And that guy, when he runs, he fires up a sideline. He's like, he's a running back version of Terry McLaurin. McLaurin, when he gets going and he runs with some of that, he runs with some anger and he gets some power going. And that sideline just is energized. And I think Rodriguez absolutely gives that to them as well, as much as anybody does, I think, at that position. And I think he's a guy that you could could certainly be a factor in the future. How good, we'll see, because you want to see him over a course of a game and then a course of a few games to get a better feel for him. But I do think that that kid can run the ball. And you saw him that he had an 11-yard run and a 16-yard run and back-to-back plays in the fourth quarter. On the 11-yard run, He's going through, first of all, Sadiq Charles does a nice job on Quinn and Williams on this play where Williams isn't doesn't get a full shot on Rodriguez, but he also does get his hands on him and he breaks through. And then and then someone else comes over, I think it was a, a safety, gets on him and then Rodriguez carries him for eight yards. That's the what you want to see. And then on the next play, he's got the 16-yard run where he hurdles somebody. First time ever. But the point is he's running with a little bit more, I wouldn't say f- not freedom, but maybe running a little bit more like they want him to run the way he ran at Kentucky. And I think the nice thing for him is what, that's what he showed at Kentucky. And if he can get to that point here, maybe in the future, depending on the offensive system, because that's going to be a lot of it for him, but it was just a good game to see him have for this franchise. Again, regardless of who's coaching, I think what he's shown is that he runs with power and he's somebody who could at least be part of the rotation down, down the road. And I think that's, that's what you're, that's what you're looking for to see right now is who can help you whether it's now or in the future. And I certainly think that he can, he breaks tackles, runs with power, always leaning forward. And the play I told you about the one with Williams, part of the reason he breaks through Williams is because where his shoulders at it's out. He's, he's out in front, right? He's leaning forward and he's breaking through. So that's what he does. And I think it's not something he has to learn. What he has to learn is just run natural. And if he does that, he's going to be okay. So there you go. That's it for me. Um, you know, I don't have anything more else to add about this game. It's really not about this game. It's about season. It's about draft picks, about quarterbacks. 
because the problem for the problem with this where this franchise is at now is they don't know going forward who's going to be the quarterback. You cannot say for certainty who should or shouldn't be. Yeah, at worst, there's going to be some level of competition, um, whether it's the way they evaluate. Again, we don't even know who's going to be here. So I guess I should slow my roll on that a little bit. But I do think that nobody's going to come in here and think problem solved at this position. But you want to learn a lot about how you want to learn a lot about everybody else. And the season has certainly told you that. And these next couple of games could. But I do you know, we're going to find out Tuesday who is going to be the starter quarterback. And personally, I think I would roll with Brissett just to put Howell, sit, sit Howell down, let him watch, let's see how the offense runs with somebody else. They're going to have our time winning either one of these games anyways, but maybe you can get, you know, maybe you can help him see what he has to learn um, for at least one game. So anyway, you may disagree, but, you know, and maybe, and I don't have any problem with anybody who does because I don't know that there's a right answer in that. Uh, and and you can wonder what would they have done with Brissett in charge? I don't know. And I do know that, but if you, the hard part with Brissett is that, you know, throughout his career, he's been a backup, good spot starter, has, you know, played pretty well for Cleveland last year. But for for this staff, for this team to grow, they kind of really needed to roll the dice on how I it just the way the defense played, I think with with Brissett, maybe you get a few you're certainly going to get a few more, you could get a few more wins. But man, that defense is really what cost him this season. And I don't know that would if if Brissett led them to a nine and eight record. Are they, are they in a much better spot than where they are now? I don't know. So you can, you can have that debate. Anyways, I'm done. It's Christmas Eve. Want to go join my family. Merry Christmas to everybody. And I'll be back on Tuesday night with Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders. It's our live stream show, 7:30 Eastern time. Join us there. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>